CFUV 101.9 FM is a campus and community radio station located on the Songhees and Wasanic Territory in Victoria, British Columbia. CFUV provides access to broadcast training and equipment. Visit our website cfuv.ca to find out how you can get involved and add your voice to Victoria's airwaves. CFUV is always accepting submissions from nonprofit organizations for our public service announcement reel. Visit our website to see our PSA submission guidelines at cfuv.ca. You ain't gotta lie to kick it, my You ain't gotta lie, you ain't gotta lie, you ain't gotta lie to kick it, my You ain't gotta try so Hey guys, this is Lies I Tell White People, and on today's show, I've brought in my friend Annika as a special guest. She has a sick background in digital media and is a volunteer here at CFUV. We have a conversation revolving around the question, how effective is social media activism really? The conversation ended up taking a life on its own, and I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, uh, this is Liz. I tell white people, and on today's episode, I have a amazing guest. Oh, stop it! Uh, I got the chance to meet this guest throughout uh, working here at CFUV, uh, specifically during our annual funding drive this year. She was also a work study. Uh, student this past semester and you might even have like seen her work hopefully you saw her work it was amazing um but yeah so today I have Annika here with me oh my goodness (gasps) there's an applause too (laughs) you have so much money behind all your shows and what you put into Uh, it so yeah Annika take it away take it away all right hi everyone my name's Annika I grew up in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, and I'm here in Victoria. I'm a second year writing student, and yeah, I started volunteering with CFUV when Anit did, right? Yeah, so this literal, just this past term, and I was interviewing people, workers and volu- people who are volunteering here at CFUV and talking about how they've grown. So I've done a bit of interviewing, but I haven't done a lot of responding and to interviews, I guess, or being interviewed. Yeah. So, this is testing me. You're, me. you're the interviewer, not the interviewee. Yeah, I'm the er, not the e? Yeah. Yeah, I'm er. You're er. You're e. I'm e. I, hi, e. My name's er. No, I'm not e either. You're not e? Yeah, I've never been interviewed. No one, no one cares that much about what I have to say <laughs> to get interviewed. <laughs> oh, are you kidding <laughs> you just have your own, okay. Yeah, are you kidding Yeah, no, the listeners don't really care. Yeah, they don't care. <laughs> We're just we're just kind of here. Um, <laughs> I'll be listening this night, being like, I'm glad I care though. Yeah. Um, so on today's episode, there's not like a formidable topic. Me and Annika were kind of going over what we might want to talk about today, uh, and I think we kind of la- landed on the topic of, I guess, like social media activism as our example. In recent years, but the idea of like um, the difference between 
the aesthetic, I guess, of being an activist and if it's actually effective. So um, a little bit of background on that. I was talking to her, and I'm sure in other episodes you've heard me rant about this, but I was talking to Annika about the idea of like, you know, during the quarantine, when it initially happened, you know, uh, movements such as like the BLM movement were super sporadically like turning into viral trends to be um, agents for on social media. So like posting stories, you know, posting Instagram posts, doing that like black square thing, which I don't know if that was effective. I don't know what people were thinking. Um, but you know, it happened. Black square thing. Black square thing. Yeah. Um, so we were like, I was, I was telling her about that and kind of how I felt like there's a difference between saying you're for a cause. So like doing the talk versus, um, being able to walk the walk in the sense of like you can say you're for the cause and to show people through your social media that hey I support this movement because I'm reposting stories about it versus like you in your everyday life witnessing microaggressions and doing nothing about it mm-hmm. um in, in other words like me go say walk it like I talk it like that's where our goal is and many people are not taking the words of me go seriously yeah Wow. Because you said it. You, yeah. You said you, walk, you really, walk the talk. <laughs> talk not the weird. <laughs> <Walk> <laughs> it like well, a... it's not in the... Yeah. Okay, wait. Try again. Go again. Walk it like I talk it. Isn't it Perfect. That? Yeah. What did yeah. I say? You said something like wrong. <laughs> you said the wrong thing. <laughs> what did you say? Wrong. You said the wrong it thing. It was just eh. It was just wrong. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Try again. I mean it. When I say, when I say, walk it like I talk it, like Migos is talking about this mm-hmm. in their song. And we have to listen to this. Well, we actually have to do something about it other than listen. Okay. But I just wanted to say, add in that little part. That's fine. Because this is staying. I'm not cutting this well, out. That's beautiful. Yeah. Because when you said, walk the walk, I mean, we, people walk, don't walk the walk. They just talk the talk. Yeah. Carry on. Oh, you want, okay, you want me to keep going? Yeah, that's what, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, no, but, like, the thing I was saying about the social media in terms of, like, uh, I don't, like, I think we'll get into maybe talking about if you can remember or have experienced or, like, you know, witnessed this happen to, but for me personally, like, uh, when it became such a vi- viral trend to be, like, a social activist, um online the first thing i noticed was these are the same people who would like then come to school every single day and like either say derogatory slurs or racial slurs or things that completely contradicted what they were presenting online about themselves um or they would be very enable like enabling bystanders Mm. so it was never just a thing of like you know, they were far removed from the negativity of their everyday social settings. If anything, they were like a a complete walking, talking contradiction of their, you know, social justice warrior facade online. And that was something that I could very much say because I had five years to know these people and we were like an okay size school. We weren't like that big of a grade, but there were over like, you know, 400 kids. I would say, um, and 
like I I got the chance at the five years to like be in classes with over like half of them and though like you know get to know them as people and like what they clearly like stand for in their actions and they were and that was a complete contradiction to what they tried to present when that viral thing happened of like let me be a social activist online um so that's kind of what i reference back to when i talk about like some people you know love to talk to talk the talk but can't walk the walk um but yeah Yeah. i want to get your take on that your take on it okay like what's the yeah like what do you mean? You carry on. What's the what? I was gonna say, like, what's what's the first thing that comes to mind when we bring this up? Actually, you know what? You sparked in me. Okay. Other than another Migos line. Just kidding. Okay. Um, <laughs> you reminded me that, like, I guess on social media, I think people... Can you even trust social media these days on who people are, though? In that sense of, like, they literally contradicted what they did on social media. As, like, I don't know. I know it's... I've never been super... Like on my, when I have talk about social media experience, I'm thinking of like people just posting like selfies and things. It was, I never had friends that would like do the, the like the black square and then show up and be well, like. Well, when did, you don't, like you haven't had Instagram in a while, right? Yeah, but I did. I guess. But like yeah. when did you, like when did you stop having it? Um, literally, no, that was in university when I stopped having it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I was going to say, um, depending on when you stop, the, the black square thing happened like this past summer. Like, that's very recent. That was right. like, something that happens like, every, every <laughs> summer. Year. It doesn't just like cycle. <laughs> no, I think that was a big issue I also had with the social media activism was like, even now you see it as like these like kids that are our age. Like, I'm not even going to bring older people into it because I think a really big thing that's happened is like we we've created this misconception that like the younger generation is the one who's creating change and I think to a certain extent that's true um but to another extent like you're giving us way too much credit like you know we're still humans we still there's bad seeds and everything there's you know um passive seeds in every bunch and I think we have a lot of passive ones I think we have a lot of um this idea that we've created like our version of change is just being like on like either side of the scale like either you're like super progressive or you're just like super regressive and so like what we do is like with the cancel culture and things like that is like we'll immediately like we'll make the world a black and white world like you either are for this or against it and if you're against it you're a bad person if you're for it you're a good person and so i think what people our age do is like with the online stuff is like they choose to be for the causes because they know innately if they're not they might get bashed for not doing so so then that takes like the genuineness out of like even you know if they even support the movement but yeah like yeah so that wasn't like for the viral trends i would say like that started happening recently like even with the stuff they care about like what i was i think what i was going to start to say was um those like all these movements they like there's something to be said about the fact that most of the people who like create these movements like that are our generation like no one actually like reads anymore <laughs> like so the way like kids at least that i grew up knowing um the way people like 
would get their information that were already just like they would literally get it through these instagram posts and they would not care to like research it they would not care to like read into it at all like they might feel bad if they read like three lines on an instagram post and repost it but that was kind of like their end to it and so a lot of the movements or a lot of these like current events they started bringing up weren't even current like they had been going on for years Mm -hmm. um like the uyghur muslims has been going on for years that did not just start when people started bringing it up on social media and i think it's kind of ignorant for people to be like you know these are the kids that are creating change look like they're bringing these big current event issues up i don't think like yeah they're bringing them up which is a step up from a lot of other people but like it's not like we're bringing it up and like really going into depth about it and like taking care and sensitivity to the issues it's like you see maybe one post someone reposts it and then it's like oh everyone's gonna repost it now yeah and that sense of like how people don't have a long attention span like they don't want to go out and read this or maybe they don't want to read this thing online but like i think that's where art can create something beautiful in the sense of like responding to this and like Mm -hmm. bringing awareness out because i think that like that aspect of art that everyone loves like the almost that entertainment aspect um um can kind of nourish like these causes and things like this um Mm -hmm. to be put into the world in a different type of way but still going towards the same kind of goal do you think it's more genuine Mm, more genuine i i would think it is like an in an artist approach an artist approach rather than a social media oh yeah i think if we turn it to okay so we see social media obviously this isn't doing anything justice right now so like well not anything but like in the sense of the black squares it kind of got funky but like if we take kind of the goal of that and put it into something more maybe art arty artist approach because i don't know i'm thinking of it in the sense of my background i'm in an arts degree and i think a lot of times it's like what are you gonna do with an arts degree but like taking other aspects of like life and adding it to an arts degree can create something like amazing for putting things into the world that should be um should get paid attention to more but like you know how you said people don't want to read that much anymore but putting it in an entertainment sense like even bringing these things up in tv shows on netflix like big things like that people are talking about netflix all the time when Mm -hmm. there's a new series that comes out Mm -hmm. it's like that's the thing to talk about and i think that people can get really smart in that way of inserting both that art to see like oh look at this here's these actors and stuff and it's going to be something enter- somewhat entertaining but also very much like um there's a goal behind it that's more than just hey laugh or hey be sad you know? no i think you're right i am going to put you on the spot here and say that i agree with like the art thing when you when you say that i would say where i think it's genuine is like true like artists with their medium whether it be like they're creating videos they're creating music they're creating like actual like medium like textile art something like that like something tangible for people to watch and see and they put their heart and their passion into it so you can tell they want to bring awareness um into it so i like agree with that and i think that is a positive form of activism um in terms of like netflix you bring up netflix like for me like tell me what you think but for me it's like again like netflix actually acts as a window for most people to not like care to get more in-depth 
into the problem because it's like they'll watch a show and they'll be like oh my god I'm learning so much from this show and it's just like a fictional show um they'll watch it and be like oh my god like on this show they talk about these things and that's so sad blah 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 which yeah it creates that initial spark of like there they realize this is something that's going on or this is a current event that's going on but like at what point is that like kind of just not useful because there's one thing for like okay like um as a comparison i would say like let's say like my sister always told me this when i was growing up which was like you know when i would do something wrong and i'd just be like oh i'm sorry like even if i genuinely meant it she'd be like at some point your sorries don't mean anything if you're not changing your habits like if your actions don't change or alter in any way so with that like reference in mind um i almost see it i almost see the way like people use like social media activism or like netflix the same way it's like that initial step of where yeah you can say like oh like you know it's gaining awareness but at what point does that like not end up mattering in the sense of like the actual hate crimes that get acted out on or the actual discrimination that we see every single day because yeah like what do you think about that that's a good response to this because i guess i don't think about it enough as well as like um i don't know when i think about like art artists creating art obviously there's that goal to engage the audience and make them curious but then that goal of changing their habits it's like all up to them that's them but like there has to be some sort of i think artists have that way of creating their own way of creating something so powerful that they want to change like they that someone might want to change their way of going through life like Like it evokes action yeah that evokes action i guess and that's the thing like when i guess i'm saying when artists are themselves by themselves doing their own thing great but when they can connect like let's say i'm in an arts degree like writing and you're in a psychology degree and you're also passionate about this and i'm not like i'm not i don't know i didn't know a lot going into our friendship that knowing like what you know about like all this stuff about disclaimer i don't actually know a lot like i'm not i'm in no way like a (laughs) i'm not a prof in this i don't have any like actual credentials other than lived experiences so let's just keep that in mind this Um, is true but keep going you have more lived experiences than me think like in the sense of like racial i guess maybe yeah yeah so i think yeah i think when artists collaborate with people who have to say something about something important like i don't know when there's collaboration between that um both their their strengths and passions can come together and make something that they could try to think about how to evoke um action rather than just oh here are my thoughts and here are my questions like i don't know when i make art i think about what do i want my audience to question what do i want my audience to realize but i don't really think about what do i want my viewer or audience to like take away from this and change the way they go through their lives right yeah so that's really interesting to think about how trying to make something that people will pay attention to for more than five seconds and also get so engaged in that they want to change their actions in life like Mm -hmm. that's super powerful can you think of like a time that you've seen art or something along the lines where you felt like wow i want to change or is it just like you going through experiences and being like I think, no, you're right. I think there's art that makes you feel like, I don't know, more for the cause. I don't really know. Like, I 
for example, like recently, I feel like since I've been here and since I think we've talked about it where I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm quite aware that when I walk into any setting in Victoria, like I will tend to be like the odd person out just due to my appearance. Like everyone here is predominantly white. Like, communities here are white so um I think with that being said being said like I think a sense for me to have that sense of community that I guess I took for granted back home um I've been listening to a lot more uh rap music than I normally did and there's and it's not because like rap music is amazing and I didn't listen to it before but it was because when where I grew up that was literally the only music anyone ever listened to so I became kind of annoyed with the fact that everyone was just kind of in their little like social bubble of like this is what you have to listen to this is the shows you have to like this is the music you have to like so I'm not gonna you know and I was like that's not fair like I like I like rock music I like you know like folk music like leave me alone so I feel and I always felt like an imposter listening to it for some weird reason um and then since I've been here that's all I've been listening to and it makes me feel more like it gives me a sense of like community and a sense of like these people like depending on what they're talking about like they like I can relate to them you know and it makes me like I don't know if it's like it invokes action from me like that specific thing like music is invoking action from me but I think it does um cause me to like stay connected to like my morals and my values when like everyday life because I think it's really easy to sometimes when you're in a new place or in new settings to like lose that because you want to fit in and you want to and I think so that's what for me like in recent experiences music has done for me um but yeah like I but like moving away from the idea of like the artist and what the artist is trying to do because I do at the end of the day agree with you I do think artists like when they create their art they are trying they put their passion into it and they are trying to invoke action like it's not they're not going into it being like this is a way for people to use me as like um you know like a what's the term um like a cop-out like like they you know you don't like no artist goes into making their art being like okay something like audiences are going to be able to use this specific netflix shows as a cop-out for why they're not ignorant about racial prejudice because they are watching a show that's centered around race so like you know they're more aware and they're you know more knowledgeable and so woke now like i don't think artists go into making like go into making their art with the sense of like people are going to use this as a cop-out not to actually like develop as humans and like develop more self-awareness and develop the ability to change their habits and you know invoke action like that's not what artists go into but how do you and i'm and i'm trying to like like let's say like taking the artist side of you out of it for a second like how do you feel about the fact that people do do that though like audiences do do that with any sort of art that's made and like i'm talking about more so like I think like sticking to the Netflix show thing you were saying, um, in terms of that, like how does how how does that idea make you feel? Do you like do you agree with it? Do you disagree? Have you ever like can you like think back on maybe an experience you've had where you're like, yeah, I've seen that with like first hand people kind of going, Oh, 
like oh my god this show <laughs> like i know so much and then you're just kind of like i don't i don't know if that's how it works because uh, i know what i have um yeah but how do you feel about that i think people can listen but once they they do something with information it's just information in their head like like i don't know i'm trying to think of it in a personal way but i honestly i don't watch netflix right now and i don't <laughs> All my roommates do. They talk about all these, like, like I mean, Euphoria is not Netflix, but Euphoria, for example, like they yeah. talk about this thing like no one's business. Um, but I don't know. TV is just and all that stuff so popular right now. So it's just like something that's been in the world. And I just thought that if something's a trend, then inserting this thing that could, you know, that actually matters other than just getting entertainment out of it, mm-hmm. like that would be smart. But also, yeah, you do touch on a good topic of thinking of like saying okay so we can give our viewers information they can take it in and then what yeah like like what what does that do because i've seen it be used more as a cop-out to like not do any further right and that's like the max they can do yeah that's the max they're like yeah this is and it's not like they they're they're saying that yeah it's like innately with their actions and the way they choose to handle that sort of like um medium of creativity like they take it in and it's like that's it and that's like i've done my job i'm a good person like i'm so aware of these things Mm -hmm. and i think you can and i think that's the same with the social media activism in the sense of it's like i've done my job i've reposted this Mm-hmm. I've read the three lines of text that was on here, um, and therefore I've done my do chill, do chill, your do chill, do do chill. No. What is it? Where are you going? Uh, do chill. No, do chill. Is that how you say it? I don't know. Wait, can we cop it? I mean, swap it. You said cop it. <laughs> can we swap it out for a different word? Um, like I've Synonym. done my work. I've done. Oh, there my we work. go. Okay, there we Synonym go. Synonym for there d- d- dodge, d- 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 Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, okay, um, we've done did yeah. your work. Yeah, you've like we've done our work. Like period. I, that's over. That's, <laughs> okay, it's dealt with. Let me think about myself again. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I think that's what it is because like, at what point does it just become like self-fulfilling? Oh my gosh. Is it ever? That definitely is like something, it feels like something selfish, almost being like, hey, this is now I'm a good person for sure. And I think that sense of deciding that someone's, I think I've come to terms that my, I want my life to be servicing others and I, I want it to be, so like I'm going towards that, but sometimes it is hard, like as, as humans, like I grew up with like, definitely being selfish and like grew up as an only child so I get like a lot of things given to me for my mom and I don't know if that makes any sense what I'm speaking towards as in like I um what was I talking about before I got to my mom what was I talking about uh self self-fulfillment like selfishness yeah Yeah. like even though you're doing something it's kind of like is that even genuine yeah or is it just to make me feel better right so the servicing others like i want to go out of my way to do things for others and to learn i guess when i do things for others i don't know where i'm going with the servicing others because when i think about just sitting there and doing nothing like taking in information and doing nothing about it Mm -hmm. like i think think that's what that's that part of school where it's like hey i'm gonna come into my lecture and i'm gonna get taught and then they give me the assignment and the assignment is me doing something towards what i just learned so that part of like okay we're getting the lecture through the netflix and then what's the assignment where am i gonna go insert this into my life and 
actually make this but that's such a horrible like isn't that such a like scary thing to think like people because it's true people do take like tv shows as like their form of a lecture <laughs> yeah but it, but the but the whole point i think they do uh, people do it is because it's like there is no assignment after I can right. watch a show for my entertainment and then get the get the benefit of being able to say like oh I learned things from it. And like yeah, like I'm not saying like everyone obviously everyone doesn't go into shows being like that, but like for example like 13 reasons why it was such a big 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 one for that where it was like we're doing this great thing like the people who made that show they were like we're doing this great thing we're bringing awareness to suicide prevention blah 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 um all that all that show did was like glorify it yeah that that show and they literally and it's not even because like they didn't know like they went into it being like we don't want to do that but it's that thing of like and also what came from it like people watched it people glorified it and there was nothing else like no one ever no one ever like i don't think people and because it was centered towards kids so i'm not even saying people like adults like i'm saying like teenagers in high school in those settings i don't think any kids like like i surely didn't watch it and then immediately go okay how am i going to constantly walk the halls um thinking about suicide prevention at all times like that just like you watch it and it's not like obviously that's not a good thing i shouldn't and it's not like i'm going out of my way not to think about those things and completely be ignorant to that part of high school and like just life in general and and what people go through but I'm saying because I don't want to also do the thing where I'm just constantly like other people probably are doing this like I'm using myself as an example of like even me like I I watched it yeah I I don't even know if I can willingly say I retained any information that was valuable from it um but that was it like I watched it the most that came out of me watching that show was saying it was a bad show yeah like giving it a review there was no yeah there was no assignment after that of how am I going to implement this into my life and I think it's the same with like the Instagram post where it's like you do it and and then it's like yeah it's you don't insert it so it's like why like but then we're getting praised for it Hey guys, as we take a break, I just wanted to inform you about an event happening this summer in Victoria. So on August 31st in Victoria, BC, the Vancouver Island Blue Bash will be held. This festival will feature blues and R&B artists, so if that's something you enjoy, be sure to check it out. The Garden of Eden is Victoria's first adult store. Opening in 1973, they have everything for your next theme party, performance, and pride events, including costumes, contact lenses, wigs, masks, pleasure products, and more. Find them at 1483 Douglas Street and online at gardenofeden.ca. I was doing an episode and I was just kind of like talking about the idea of like, does this show even matter? Like, does why, like, does an anti racism like broadcast even matter? Like, why am I doing this? Um, in this very existential, very meta of a, of a question, but it was because I was thinking about how like 
even just within the pool of people I know, and they're all people, most of them are people of color, most of the kids our age, like, do not want to talk about these things. Like, they don't want to listen, they don't want to listen to it clearly, and they don't want to talk about it. It makes them uncomfortable. People don't like having to, like, sit and listen to intense conversations about race. Like, you know that whole ignorance is bliss thing that didn't just like go away with our generation i think society and media and just the world has created this misconception that it did like we're so woke and that's like very far from what we are like we enjoy ignorance Mm -hmm. and and you like you can't fully blame people for that because i think it's a lot easier to go through your life being ignorant but like so yeah like i was having that conversation but it's like yeah like people don't want to do the assignment like the assignment after like they don't want to implement it into their lives so instead they do things that are like essentially just like you know half the work so like i'll i'll post a story or i'll share a tweet or i'll you know whatever um i'll watch a show and then use that as like an argument point whenever i have to talk about these topics but like other than that i'm not i'm not gonna willingly go out of my way to try to like have to deal with these things or have to deal with these current events or have to deal with these specific movements if i don't have to if i can just do half the work and like make the world believe i'm a part of it then i've done my job right so it's like that and i think that's what creates like the bystander culture especially around our age is like that idea of like as long as i in the face of other people when you know no one can attack me for it i'll yeah i'll repost a story about blm but if i see someone being microaggressed about the color of their skin being dark i'm not gonna do anything (laughs) i'm just gonna i'm gonna put my i'm gonna look the other way yeah and so it's like what's the point what's the point yeah and like can you like can you say then that those same things of those like activism trends and like like are they effective because at what point does awareness even matter yeah well okay in a perfect innate world (laughs) when you when people are actually like doing the assignment what do you see this looking like for you? I think for me, selfishly, and I think this is bias, is because I was the victim of it. I think for me, growing up, I just never understood why people were so hesitant when they saw something wrong being done to stand up and be like, that's wrong. Right. Like, I think I think it's one thing to be like, like, I just don't, I hope, like, I would want there to be less of like a bystander effect when it comes to like social issues such as like race and sexism and you know home home like uh like being homophobic things like that i just like i i don't i never understood why people were so hesitant like and i'm talking about like kids like why they were so hesitant and like people do the thing like oh well they're kids you know everyone's trying to fit in well everyone's trying to fit in their whole lives like i'm out of high school and i can still tell you that if i like i'm still gonna have that in the back of my head in any setting i go to where i'm like like i i want to fit in like i don't want to be the odd man out but the issue is like then don't go on social media and act like you care 
Yeah. Like you don't, I don't think it's fair for people to get that self-fulfillment of like, hey, I've, I care. Like I'm, I'm, look, I'm posting this. I'm, you know, I'm aware of this. Like, I also hate that when people will be like, yeah, like I'm aware of these problems, but it's like you being aware of it isn't going to fix it. Yeah. Like that's, it's a part of the solution. It is not, it is no way all of the solution to all these very real problems that people like have to deal with in everyday life. Like, it's not a concept. Like, you can conceptually be aware of it. Like, most people can now say, especially in our age, they are. Like, they're cons- they're aware of the concept of racism. They're aware of the concept of, ho- like, homophobia. They're aware of the concept of sexism. That's different than, like, be- having the tools to recognize when it's happening in front of their face and then, like do something about it yeah it's that idea also that thing of like having the strong i guess having thinking about art ha- and how it changes your morals almost like your values your morals and that going towards action because when you're talking about um seeing something happen like something happen in front of you and doing something about it like like you're like this is morally wrong and i'm going to do something about it mm-hmm. and that like i i don't know that stepped to me when you were talking as well as um what was it oh yeah when you're talking, I was thinking about how much storytelling in our society can really work compared to entertainment on Netflix or on social media. Because when you think about it, like we're at the end of the day, they're trying to get like entertainment coming out and, and the whole storyline and stuff. But like when I in as high in high school, when there would be like someone coming up to talk about um, maybe something to do with like mental health or children going. Yeah, something to do with mental health or someone's, like, backstory on something. I just feel like storytelling about one's lived experience, like, when you talk to me about yours, I feel very inspired. Um, and I feel it's that's, like, that part of, like, empathy. I want to listen and stuff. But how can we take that, like, storytelling nature to, like, places, I guess, to the public eye in a sense that, like, hey, the goal here is for me to storytell and then I want... I want to, I want you to do something about with like this with this information. Like, like I want you to implement it. Like yeah. I want you to implement it in your life. Because that takes away the entertainment aspect. Because when we went to Netflix, it's like, hey, you're gonna only keep me hooked if that's, there's high stakes, which already happens in storytelling. Um, and you're gonna keep me entertained if maybe I like the characters and stuff. But still, in that sense of someone literally just standing on a, on a stage and talking about their lived experience, can for me at least be more impactful than someone having a script with 17 characters and a whole storyline no that's fair like that whole sense of storytelling i think really grasped me more in the emotional state because like what will people will kind of change their morals and values i think that connects to their emotions in some way where they're very much emotionally engaged and they're like holy shit and they look at it through the perspective of like themselves because that sense of like what we learned in writing is we are very selfish humans right Mm -hmm. so we watch a movie when we read a story about someone, we put ourselves in their shoes and then we feel it through their senses and stuff. If it's really well written, it can change like our values or morals, how we see life. But that's if it's really well written with like the tension, with the emotion, with the like us being caring about the characters and all of that. Mm-hmm. So like as I talk about, I guess, in the sense of like writing a good story, that can create this feeling for someone that they've what like you've gone through in the sense of like shit this happens to people and i 
since I'm privileged and maybe this person is white and they don't understand it, since I'm privileged and stuff, I don't know what it's like to feel the feelings that you felt in this situation. And then once they feel the feelings, I feel like that's when, that's when we can kind of, that connection can kind of change that person and maybe their ways of morals mm -hmm. and values, I guess. No, that makes sense. I, I see that. But I think the thing with that, that's like a perfect world scenario of like, that's I true. so I tell you my lived experience, you will never have lived it, but you can take from that emotion of the, the stakes I was under, the pressure I was under, and then reflect on that. And then hopefully like the way you see the world and the events that happen in your daily life, whether they be like, you know, you can you 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 gain tools to kind of become more aware and recognize and not condone or enable such lived experiences to happen to other people like negative ones to happen to other people like that's kind of the idea but i think the reason that doesn't happen and i think it's also connected to why people kind of do like the half version of of being a part of these movements is because people don't normally take it well like when i like it's very rare like even when we have these conversations that you don't get offended and that might be like i don't know how you like i don't know how you feel about that comment like or that statement i'm making but i've i've personally rarely like whenever i've had these like whenever even the conversations we've had about like my lived experiences outside of this obviously this broadcast um like you've never gotten like once like offended if anything you're very much like tell me more i want to learn um whereas when i've tried to have these conversations with other people and some of them are people of color um they just might not be like you know um you know uh, at a disadvantage in the same way I am due to my like darker skin like darker skin but they're still like they can be people of color it's not always white people um but like the idea of um they I can visibly see them getting offend offended like they get like they'll start getting defensive they'll start because they start viewing my lived experience as a personal attack on them because they haven't had to deal with that and I think people take it as like, you're saying this to me in a sense of trying to let me know, like, hey, you haven't dealt with what I've dealt with. And to a certain extent, I think I do do it that way because I have this very, uh, some people think it's problematic. I, I do believe pain is an objective scale. I don't, I don't believe, I, I, I don't fully believe the idea of like, everyone feels pain in their own way. Like, you know, everyone's, everyone's um, hardships are the same. Like, I don't agree with that. Like, I think, you know, my hardships are different, maybe like, at a higher scale than someone else who's like really privileged but i have a lot of privileges too so i'm probably like my hardships aren't as bad as like someone else like everyone is on a scale of like we can't and i think when you like and i think the reason people get so offended and you can't get that out of just like content or social media activism or netflix or writing or you know those things of like you know being able to just truly take this piece of information in whatever form it's given to you whether it be a instagram post whether it be um a netflix show uh but yeah like take that form of information and then truly try to like you know take something from it 
at a emotional level of being able to recognize and reflect like man I might not have it as bad as you or we might have not even as bad as you but like we I might not have ever have to deal with those experiences but hey like I realize like looking at how they've affected you and the human you've become or you know how it's affected the characters in that show or whatever um or how it's affecting real people in the world and like you know when you see it on your Instagram post um taking that and going okay and I'm not gonna feel like threatened by it in a sense and I'm not gonna be you know become defensive I'm truly just gonna accept and acknowledge and recognize that maybe I have advantages I've been taking for granted and from now on I'm also gonna take your lived experience and and the information you've willingly shared with me and always keep that in the back of my mind when I walk in this world of like you know where do I show my privileges or where do I show ignorance or where do I see people around me showing ignorance but that doesn't happen because people get offended really easily. Yeah. Like when you're telling them, like, yeah, I, I kind of, I can kind of like Hello and Sat Sri Akal. I'm Jagir Virk. I'm Praminder Virk. Every Sunday morning from 9 to 10, we host Taste of Punjab radio program on CFUV. 101.9 FM. We play variety of Punjabi songs, talk about community events, and invite community members. So don't forget to listen Taste of Punjab at cfuv.ca. Like what you're hearing? You can text CFUV anytime and let us know what you think of our playlists, podcasts, and hot takes. We love to hear from our listeners. Call or text at 250-8721-8700. That's 250-721-8700 to reach CFUV 101.9 FM. I don't know. I guess I'm just... Like, have you... Would you say you ever experienced that or like like when i get offended if i know or like not like if you get offended or if like not even offended or like you know maybe you get a little bit defensive or like if you've witnessed someone else do that right um i probably have it's kind of hard to think about it right now but i probably have i maybe i have and it's been blind to me but i don't think I don't think I can think about if I've been offended either in that sense, but I guess I could try to connect with them saying, like, them knowing that someone's talking to me with a goal in mind Mm -hmm. to do that Mm -hmm. could maybe turn the credibility thing off or, like, maybe, maybe make me want to not listen as much because there's a goal, but also... I don't know. Is there a sense of like deciding that, hey, um, almost sneak attacking, like being like, hey, I'm not showing you that there's a goal, but I'm going to tell you this. And then you're going to feel and then someone feels that some a certain way. Mm-hmm. But like, does there have to be a goal for that when you start talking about a restore? I don't think like for me whenever I've talked about anything it's been with this idea of like hey I'm gonna say this and preach it to you and I want you to really like take away from this um it just depends on the person like 
you know, you may, like for example, when me and you talk, like I take away from what you say, I usually take away a lot from like what other people share about their experiences in the world and like how they've lived. Um, and, and sometimes people don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another thing is, if anything, I've always felt like I've had to really stress that like, hey, my intention isn't to preach to you because the defensiveness does start to show in the other person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The goal is not to preach. Yeah, you were saying, okay, wait, what did you start with? Because I had a thought in mind that I lost it. You started with, like, when you responded to me right now. I said, like, normally when we're talking, like, I just, like, I right. don't okay. start with that. I think that when we talk, we can g- get a conversation going, like, forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what's that sense of, like, maybe someone listening to you, storyteller, or someone listening or watching something on Netflix, whatever. They take away from it. What if they decide to have a conversation with someone in their lives about it mm-hmm. and they talk about how they can implement it in their lives? Like, like kind of triggering conversation in the way of engaging with that art or that that information. Like, how can we invoke, like, or start, I guess, conversations? Like, is that even doing enough, though? Because I guess it is kind of... It's just spreading the word. That's even, like, thinking about it in, like, a spreading the word of the Lord type vibe. But, like, <laughs> like I don't know. Just, like, when we're in conversation, I feel like my mind opens up. And that's when I feel like I can see myself definitely living through a new lens. Because we're talking about it through conversation. Okay, well, let me ask you a question then. How do you see yourself living through a new lens? Like, are there things now, like, when you're walking every day? And uh, be honest, like, because mm-hmm. this might not be what's happening. But, like is there actually a difference like you like is there a difference in how you view the people of color around you is there a difference in how you maybe view like certain events that take place around you now where you're like oh maybe this is a microaggression i didn't even fucking like i didn't even realize it uh (laughs) but yeah like yeah um speak to that for sure i think Honestly, when I'm like, oh my gosh, Anit would like be so on to this. Like when there's things like that, like when there's things like, um, I don't know, someone's talking about, I'm trying to think about, like when I think about you and I think about things that happen in the world, like I see something on a poster that says, come hang out with us, blah, blah, we're talking about this or something. I'm like, oh my gosh, Anit would so go to that and I should go to that. But, but the thing is like, see but that's what i'm saying like that's all fun and i love that and you're an amazing friend but like that's true like i think i would do that too with like conversations but it's like how how, like how are we actually like us how are we actually like implementing it like that's one thing to be like oh this person already cares about these causes they'd like this versus like this is what they said to me this is what i took away from it um this is how it's changing my worldview of the events around me Mm -hmm. like do is there even a shift because i even if you say no like there's nothing wrong in that because i think that literally is the human like problem is like yeah the whole point is like yeah the like what we're talking about like with awareness is like yeah you can like become aware of these things but how do how do you actually in your everyday like does it actually invoke you to change your worldview about how your your everyday life is going yeah i guess that's the sense of like hey it's changing my worldview but am i gonna express that to others and to the world yeah okay yeah what do you how do you feel about that that okay so i feel like i'm at the stage of where also let's just say we've probably hung out like four or five times (laughs) 
we're so, like new friends. We're new we're friends. Like, so like maybe I'll start, you know, doing more actions later in life. But right <laughs> now it's definitely like I've been more aware of like if I go out. Okay, I'm a bruncher. I'm a foodie. I go out when we went out one time. We were surrounded by just white people at this one really fancy restaurant. And we, I felt a little out of place, first of all, because I was wearing a hoodie and sweatpants and everyone else was wearing, like, they're on, like, their 50th wedding anniversary date and they're getting first yeah, course and second course. Yeah, it was real course. bougie. We were definitely not dressed to impress that day. I was a minority. <laughs> I was a visual minority. And I was like, wow, here I am. And I don't know, I was very much aware in that sense of, like, I guess... Like I felt like I was taking out of my I was taken out of my body and looking at myself from like a third perspective party being like, girl, I can see you. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like I just I felt different in the sense of like I was just surrounded by class. But in that, I don't know, that was just a funky experience for me because I've never like thought of it like that. I would normally just go in and be like, oh nice, I'm eating food. But like in that environment, it was like I was very aware that I was like <laughs> catch me walking with my Krabby Patty sweater on in my like Asian ass small little walk and I just fell out of place because it was very fancy and very classy and I don't know it I did feel out of place I don't know where I'm going with this but did you feel out of place because they were all white it was that like was that just something like you like do you think the difference was after us like talking more was like normally what you would do is be like i'm out of place because i'm dressed like a hobo right now and they're all really like classy people versus like now after having our conversations you were like oh they're really classy people but they're also all predominantly white they were actually all white all of them were all of them were white there was not one single person yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, um, it was. Dumb. And how did that make you feel? It made, oh, therapy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it made me feel like I definitely like felt like I didn't belong. I guess that sense of like, okay, I guess like once I leave, you know, I'm just a visitor. You know, I'm just like here for a second. They want my they want my money for the food and stuff. That's nice and dandy, but I. It's just that sense of, like, I wouldn't go back because I didn't feel naturally, like, I don't know if I wanted, felt, like, really wanted, like, genuinely, like, wanted, genuinely, like, felt, I don't know, like, I belong there or wanted to even be belonging there. I don't know. There's a sense of, like, being totally out of place. That balance of being out of place, but, like, amongst people you can relate to, I think that's, like, that balance when I felt like I was on very one side of the scale where I was, like, mm-hmm. I don't relate to anyone here um, with both having a lot of money and both being the same race as them. And, and yeah, there were people, like, a lady had an 85th birthday or something like that in the corner, <laughs> and she was spending so much money on everyone's wine. Oh, my and God. And I was, like, girl, I'm just trying to eat food for, like, this, and then that's the only thing I'm going to afford right now is just the food on my plate. Um, and <laughs> I don't know. It was odd because it was, like, a female. Yeah, it was odd because it was, like, I think, like, some, I'm, I'm hoping, like, a, like, I assume, like, a workplace dinner, but it was all, like, females or something. Um, I think it was all women. Like, the, the whole table was women. But even when you looked at the table, they were all white women. <laughs> like, so you were, like, I was, like, trying to find some of my homies up up in that table, up in that, like, level of status and, you know, power and society. And I couldn't find anyone. But, like, um, yeah. 
like that was they were just all white and yeah like women support women i agree with that but i think there's like you know intersection to that i think it would have been i think it spoke a lot to this idea of like you know at the end of the day even like because i am like we are women but it was like yeah like you're just because you're a woman doesn't mean you're gonna like like even in the sense of like power and status like that that whole incident i was just constantly thinking like wow like it would take me even more effort to get to the place that these women are at just because i'm not white yeah yeah and i I think that's what was like kind of uncomfortable because it's like you we like i have these thoughts but it's like it's probably like offensive for white people like it's offensive to them when you voice them but it's like i can't like i don't know how to help it because in the way society is structured you will always be on top i will always be at the bottom and that's like at the bottom of the totem pole because i'm like we're also women not just women of color like we're women and then we're women of color so we're we're at the bottom of everything (laughs) this is true i guess you can say anyways (laughs) I'm not gonna talk about it. Anyways, um, no, that's that's something interesting to bring up. I don't know. I never saw myself as someone at the bottom because I haven't. I haven't been in. I haven't experienced that, uh, like a a certain a bit amount of um, racism towards me. I guess mm-hmm. I've never. I haven't experienced a lot. Um, I don't even know if I could say. Yeah. No, I don't think I have. But, like being in that setting and like also listening to your story like you telling me just lived experiences has definitely like brought me to a new lens of like hey it's not just about you bitch like you're here in this world to experience it but you're also here to like see what you can do in it in terms of making it like a better place i guess or just like somewhere where you can I think my goal also, I don't know why I'm thinking about myself a lot, but it's already too late. I'm talking <laughs> about myself. My definitely my goal is like to make to make people feel human mm-hmm. the most. Cause I think in a lot of places, other than just like racism, whatever, status, like whatever you look like, your skin color, your sex, your identity, like at the end of the day, we're all human. And there's so many things in society that tell you, hey, I'm lesser, I'm more than you. So like that dehumanizing in a way, that sense of like, hey, I'm better than you just because of this and this and this, like that's not being, that's just dehumanizing itself. That's that sense of like, even when I'm going through where maybe I have a crush on someone, that's something anyone can relate to. And you put them on a pedestal and you're like, this is God because I have a crush on them. Mm -hmm. That's dehumanizing them. That's, they're not this equal amount. They're not equal to this other person beside them because they're not as attractive to you, right? So that's a part of dehumanizing and I think just like deciding that someone is lower and des- or higher and deserves different different kinds of treatment compared to other people mm-hmm. that's definitely dehumanizing so that whole sense of like I guess it when do you decide that hey I don't feel like human I don't feel like I'm being treated as human or I guess that sense of equality or when do you recognize that it's happening to someone around you that's true yeah you ain't gotta lie to kick it my you ain't gotta lie and as always, this is Lies I Tell White People, and I hope you enjoyed the show. See you next week.